Season two, and this is actually the first episode of season two with mm-hmm. just us. Just us. Just us. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I like these episodes. Yeah. A little better. I like our I like our guests. Love them. Love them. Love you. Um, but yeah, especially for like a movie like this, where we were the whole time we were just like, What? A fun time when we both haven't seen the movie. And yes. what did we just watch? What the fuck did we watch? We watched Black Bear from 2020, written and directed by Lawrence Michael Levine. Mm-hmm. A filmmaker at a creative impasse seeks solace from her tumultuous past at a rural retreat, only to find that the woods summon her inner demon in intense and surprising ways. Mmm. Mm. I was surprised. I was very surprised. So, I mean, we I just said it. We went into it. Neither of us has seen this movie. No. I did watch the trailer, and I got to mm-hmm. say, the trailer really did not reveal anything about what this movie was. No. And I think I also saw the trailer when it first was coming out, mm-hmm. and I had a different perspective of what it was going to be. I truly just, I didn't know. This movie truly is a movie about perspectives. Yeah. You know, and not only is the content that the filmmakers are talking about is perspectives that we have in relationships, but also the perspectives of the film changes in the middle. Yes. Hard switch. And it really goes to um, kind of... As as the audience, when you are being given lots of information or little information to create these very um, narrow viewpoints of a situation, you start speculating. Uh, you know, you're you're doing all your thinking that you've had to do, um, and then in, I don't know. It's just like things can be given to you outwardly and also behind the scenes and mm. kind of make it convoluted and I don't know. It just it just makes me doubt everything. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I I, everything's up in the air. What are people's real motivations? Mm-hmm. And in the movie, we were trying to figure that out. And I think that that's something that people struggle with in relationships. And another big thing in this relation or in this movie is relationships, relationships, toxic relationships, especially, mm-hmm. and how the perspective of each person within a relationship is very different, and how people can interpret small, nothing things into big, uh, monumental things, and how the perspective of a situation can really determine how you react to the situation. Actions, words, phrases, little, little just like, hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship and you're either within months or years, you're, you're going to start noticing little ticks and whatever your person does. 
Um, and they're going to notice that about you, too. Even in friendships, I wouldn't just like relate this to just relationships, but just in general, human connection. Mm. It is down to the smallest little, you know, like little action that you do. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? Well, especially if you've known the person for so long, because you feel like you you know that person really well. You have a read of who they are. And then when they do something that is off or different, or maybe they don't do that, but you think that something that they're doing is different, you... That also can determine how big your reaction is, too. And we saw in this movie how very small things, very subtle things Mm -hmm. that this movie does looks, things that aren't being said, how those small things can really blow up into crazy situations. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it because I have a lot to say. All right. Let's start with the can. How this thing Mm -hmm. is actually made. I think definitely one of the strong points. The first half of this movie feels like a really tense thriller. I'm the whole time trying to figure out what's going to happen. They're building this suspense between these characters. And it's all really about infidelity and just like the the, the people getting in between other people and getting manipulation, manipulation, gender roles. Yes. And it feels like it's building to something and it actually does come to a head and then suddenly in the middle of the film, that climax happens and we cut to black and then we essentially start over mm-hmm. and we're watching them make the movie almost in the that same we just spot saw, in the same yeah. spot. So it becomes then a movie about people making a movie and then it becomes about the relationships behind the scenes mm-hmm. too. What are the things that happened in this person's life that actually led them to make the film that we saw in the first half, essentially? They were using phrases within the script Mm -hmm. that we heard in the first part. There's a lot of mirroring that was going on between the first half and the second half, not only with phrases that they were saying, colors, um, Mm -hmm. uh, tableaus. We saw her sitting at the... uh, Doc, at least three times in the same exact shot. And so these were these were clues to us that these are repeating situations that these people find themselves. Yes. Kind of relating back to these toxic relationships people usually find themselves in repeatingly. And they use the actual cinematography and production design to repeat the situations as well. It's really just a smart film overall. Um, A lot of red. A lot of red. Yeah. Well, like red is signifies so much. Mm. It signifies bloodshedding. So like death. It's also passion for fire, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. Um she's wearing red when she's on the dock when she goes and swims. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a way that she seduces, you know. Um, and it's the way that Blair also, she was wearing the red top and it was a way that she got there to kind of follow her mm-hmm. in the same spot. And it's like, which one came first? Yeah. Because 
everything is marrying and it's like, okay, both, let's say both of them, the film happened first and then what we saw first was the second part. Mm. But it's still like, are they marrying each other just because those are the words that are used within a toxic relationship? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, that that's part of what this film is talking about is art imitates life or does life imitate art? Ooh. So it's this. And Answer it, I don't think that, it, audience. I don't think it matters, actually, which part came first. I don't know. I'm so fucked up. This movie fucked my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so well acted. Is acting in the can? Yes. That's yes. what I was about to actually bring up. Wow. Because this movie is. I mean, I wouldn't call this movie a horror movie. I would call it a it's thriller. Like a lo- it's psychological logical, thriller, yeah. for sure. And I think that that relies so heavily on the performances of the actors because, mm-hmm. especially in these in a, a movie that's about relationships, so much is about what isn't said. And my God, these three actors, these three main actors are just fucking nailing it. To, like, to be able to like switch around and then be... Well, like, I mean, not really. They didn't switch much. They didn't. They were all no. They were the same person. Mm-hmm. All the same you know? people. Their characters, you know, in the film were mm. the opposite. But that's it. Like they were still acting. The archetypes were the same though, because in the end, there you go. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza was the other girl in the second. So mm-hmm. there, we still had the same players essentially in the first half and the second half. It was just different people essentially than what we thought. Um, but. Yeah, you're right. They didn't change much. We have Aubrey Plaza, who's a very, you know, kind of self-loathing filmmaker, artsy kind of, oh, I hate compliments. You're so pretty. Yeah. Oh, uh, the stomach. Uh, not give me a compliment. Wow. Yeah. And we have the kind of typical misogynist asshole uh, Gabe. And then we also have Blair, who's his, not his wife, but is pregnant with his baby and i think she's just kind of holding on to hope that everything's gonna work out Mm -hmm. between the two of them it's just gotten to the point where it seemed like they were not a great fit they both had different kind of goals in mind in life it wasn't going well before aubrey no and his name is allison allison (laughs) um and yeah, their relationship was only being held because they're about to have a baby. Yes. You know, um, and that is what's keeping them. And, you know, some people feel like they have to in those kind of situations um, because you're creating a life together now more than ever. Well, he even says in one scene he when he's confiding in Allison about how... He doesn't love Blair. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't love her. And, and then, like, the getting a, getting pregnant was an accident, and now we're bringing a person into the world. And he's almost like talking himself into like, holy shit, the fucked up situation I have found myself in, mm-hmm. um, and realizing, oh my god, what have I done? What the fuck have I done? 
it's it's just so fucked up. Um, everyone, all those three people are so toxic. Yes. Um, each triangle is so toxic. Um, and oh, uh, there was just some some hard scenes in this where they gave you no levity of just having a break in between arguments, and they were real. They were seeing. I mean, Everything. were you? Be- I was able to put myself in the scene because I feel like I've said those things before and those things were said to me. Or been in front of people that are saying those things together. Really? Too. It's You've like, been in? <gasps> because, yeah, uh, they they find themselves getting into arguments and Aubrey Plaza's character, Allison, does really nothing she instigates. She's an instigator. She's instigating. Absolutely instigating. And and it's all to just draw responses mm-hmm. and get them to a point where they're not talking to each other. Um, or they continue on trying to please, you know, the guest in their home. Yeah. And it's because everything God. that he says, she corrects, and everything that he says she contradicts. So it's every line that they're saying, the other one is just like jumping on top of it. And just like, it gets like so uncomfortable, but you can tell that Allison is fucking loving it. Mm -hmm. And like, they're just like giving her all the fuel that she needs to drive a wedge even harder between between them. them. And she's such a schemer and it's such a, because you're right, she and thinking about the characters, this is why this movie is actually so well written, is in the second part, when we're thinking about it, Gabe is the same person in the first same and second person. part. The dude is the same in the same. toxic, manipulative, that's all he's doing the whole time. Aubrey Plaza, Allison becomes Blair because she thinks that something is going on between her husband and the other actress in the movie who is Blair. Yeah. And she's actually in Aubrey Plaza because she's being um, participating in the manipulating too. Mm-hmm. She's doing it for the movie. She's putting these ideas. Big ass air quotes, you know, for doing it movie. for the movie. No, she's doing it to suck his dick. Yeah. You know? I think, you're a great I think the movie what it went well. You made a great And he movie. and she knows. He she knows how awful he is. Mm-hmm. But she oh she wants him even more. It's not about him though. It's about getting that manipulative part out and like being able to control she no longer Aubrey wants Plaza. to be the side character she wants to be the main mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. and she doesn't care how she gets there which is exactly what Aubrey Plaza is doing in the beginning oh yeah the, it's it's does such a good job of um like we've already talked about mirroring the the first mm-hmm. two the the two halves of the movie um it's just very well done but What's all this stuff talking about? Let's get to the meat of it. The meat. The meat. The meat. What are we actually talking about? Here? Uh, we kind of mentioned it. Toxic relationships for sure yes. is a big theme. I think we're. I think we're talking about how. I mean, they did say it for a scene about gender roles and just like having 
women be slaves. Um, and that's essentially what, you know, our role as women were when we didn't have an independence independence. Um, I lost the track. When we didn't have independence and we were just at home, mm-hmm. you know, housewives, 1950s style, being a mother, yeah. cooking, and that's all that life was. You mm-hmm. know, if you went outside, it was because you went grocery shopping or yeah. tending to the plants. <laughs> but like, I think the way that this movie had women competing against each other and needed to be the most attractive, the most loved in the room is honestly what society has like put in our brains. Mm. And I think now we've realized that. And as society and as women, I mean, we're trying to correct that and not have, and just be friends with women and Mm. have each other's, support i think that's an interesting then putting on top of this on top of that this idea of making a film with all of that like underneath and within the fibers of the relationships that like the filmmakers are having between each other and what the story is that they're making Mm -hmm. is about essentially and so we're taking all of that and then almost like filming it and like, is that like then devaluing that kind of thing because we're putting it on film and trying to capitalize off of like someone's pain? Like they like manipulated Allison into thinking that she was getting cheated on and like destroyed her, you know. And at the end she was. You yeah, know? exactly. And she was destroyed person. And they did that for art. For art. Yeah. And, like, the whole crew knew how toxic Bear was. Absolutely. Like, he would yell at her face to get emotions and scenes out that were phenomenal. That he was, like, when he was holding the camera, he was, like, reacting, you know, as if, like, God, I've created something fantastic. And here's Aubrey Plaza fucked up. She had drink two bottles of whatever like one was whiskey the other one was also whiskey i'm not sure but she was like two bottles in and she was still like needing to do her job and like everybody was like give her her some time and he was like no it has to happen now because we got her in like the place that we needed her to be it's for the movie it's for the movie we're, we got it. I mean, that was his plan the whole time. That was the plan the, the whole time. The mind games that he was playing. And then, God, like, the one scene that was, like, one of the most heartbreaking scenes, which kind of goes to what you're talking about, is at the end, as she breaks down, and it's clearly, like, this weird, blurred reality movie moment where the character of Allison is breaking down because... She thinks the bear cheated on her and then they cut and then everyone has to hold for room tone and everyone just has to sit there. Because the director is holding her, her husband is holding her while she is having a full blown breakdown. And everyone is literally standing around doing nothing. 
Bystanders. Everybody. Yeah. Everyone in the, on the set. Just a bunch of bystanders. Which goes back to this idea of the camera. This thing uh, that is That we watching. talked so much in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bystander. We're, we're watching these things and enjoying the pain that these people are going through. Because they partied art. right afterwards. Oh, yeah. Everyone had their little love triangle or their love interest within the crew, you know. And they forgot all about the fact that their main actress had broken down. This abusive okay. relationship is being displayed um, in front of them. Mm-hmm. And, and for the camera. Yeah. Uh, do I all... want to be an actress? Do I, I do I well, want to direct anything? Nah, don't don't take any jobs from Bear. Right? No, not at all. No, no jobs from Bear. Scout's please. honor. God, no. <laughs> absolutely no. No, you don't take any. You might just get manipulated and become a Blair. No, he's great. Okay, he's great. He's not what you no. think. No, no, Sam. Not what no, you think. no. Bear's really cool. Don't go to. The I bear. love his filmmaker hat. <laughs> It's so cool. It's not even placed on his head. It's barely on his head. It's It's barely on there. He's incredible. All right. You'll learn. Oh, Um, God. All right. So, yeah, that was the meat. But how's the meat actually cooked? How's it actually presented? How was what they're talking about? um, Was it successfully presented to us? Yeah. I. I'm feeling a lot of things. Yeah. I'm feeling so much. It put me, like I said, like I mentioned before, I have had these conversations before. And it was so difficult to relive them, you know, like, quote, unquote. Um, Yeah, it was just so real. And that is what I really loved about the film Mm. is that it was... It was so raw. It is what it, it like they pinpointed what a toxic relationship looks like in many angles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's, it's not same. all just it's one but it's the same. person. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is every participant in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for it to just get switched like that yeah. in the middle of it, and then it just becomes even better, and you're just like. What? What? And then Aubrey Plaza's fucking acting was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was tastefully done. I think you're absolutely right about that. Tastefully done. So what do you think is with the bear? Because we really, we only see a bear twice. There's two moments where we see a bear. So the first part of this movie ends with Aubrey Plaza... Uh, knock off Jon Snow. Yeah. Juan Nieve. Juan Nieve. Juan Nieve. Juan Nieve. Juan Nieve. They end up hooking up and um, Blair catches him. Blair, who's pregnant and drunk, mm-hmm. um, catches him. Yeah, and Jon Snow pushes her and she is looking like she's either going to ha- have to have C-section to have the baby just like blood or on is losing. Oh, no. Losing the baby. And then they're like, Aubrey, get the fucking keys. Don't yeah. look at me. Get the keys. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Get the keys. <laughs> and she tries to drive him away in the red truck. And then. Oh, 
Ooh, I didn't catch that. And then there's a bear in the road. It swerves off and hits the tree. And then cut to black. And we hear the bear. Yeah, because we've heard the bear before. Mm-hmm. Always looking at trash. Yeah. That's all it's doing. You know, like it's not trying to harm the humans in there. No. He just wants the food. Yeah. And, and if this is the second part of this person, if Allison's journey, mm. the fact that the bear was not addressed in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. is what ended up having, perhaps killing her. Because mm-hmm. then it ends with it crashing and just black and we just hear the ding, ding, Yeah, and ding, the, the bear... Ding. And growling. Yeah. And also that implies that they did not make it to the hospital. No, they all fucking died. No one was wearing their seatbelt and Um, all three people were drunk. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty bleak ending for all of them. They're also in the middle of nowhere. We get some beautiful cinematography shots that we didn't mention in the can, but lots of scenes of just desolate mm-hmm. absolutely isolation void they even say we're in our own little world out here no one is around they're drunk they just crashed someone is losing a baby she's already losing blood yeah. so their blood is thin and it is gushing out yeah they're done they're done and then the second part ends where all the roles are reversed and instead now the husband is getting with Blair Blair and Aubrey Plaza is discovering it in the same place that we see them uh, in the first part. But then she turns around and she sees a bear right there, like standing right in front of her. And she kind of gives it a little smile. And then we cut to black. Yeah. And we hear the, the bear, bear growling again. How did you take that? I, the reason why I was yelling, no, no, oh my God, no, is because I thought she was going to jump towards, first of all, I thought that she was going to open the door and allow the bear to come in there and crawl the, like claw the shit out of them. And then when that didn't happen and she gave it a smile, I was like, oh, you're committing suicide. You are literally just going to throw yourself onto this bear. Interesting. But but then we do see a scene after that. But then we do see a scene of her in the beginning just yes. having her towel down in the scene that she made in the second part mm-hmm. that we come into and she has that single tear and she just has that little smirk on her face. Is that real or was that the movie? Did that happen or was that the movie? I don't know. I know. That's what they got us. I mean, this is when I believe that she just was seeking revenge. That's what I took. I honestly had the thought of she opened the fucking door and just let the bear in there. (laughs) Yummy. I love the taste of affairs. Now, my other question is, are they actually filming in the same house? 
did she actually go to that same place? I would say, I would say no, just because they have this kind of bending of reality in the way of we have the same actors playing across both parts. I mean, Aubrey Plaza's character, I think, is the same mm-hmm. person through both parts. Right. But then we have the actor that plays Gabe play Bear in the second part. We have the actress that plays Blair in the first part play the other girl in the second part. But I, so I think it. They were it, both Blair, right? Was it Blair in the second? I, I have you might be right. no idea. Um, Can't remember. But I think that there's. Because we're watching this movie from Aubrey Plaza's perspective, there's this bending of reality that's going on in her mind because mm-hmm. she's seeing people in other people. She's seeing the mirroring in, re- in situations and stuff like that. So I would say that probably extends to the setting, too, mm-hmm. where she's probably seeing this setting that she found on Craigslist or <laughs> face, yeah. Facebook and was like, oh, it's it's similar. It's perfect. And probably in her mind, mm, making the situations mirror each other even yeah. more. Yeah. Because we're from her perspective, so. Yes. All I know is that I cannot trust any of these characters. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I wouldn't want to be friends with them. Yeah. Because all these possibilities are plausible, you know? Like, she could have opened the door, let him in, mauled. She could have committed suicide these parts could have all been mixed up in different ways because what it it all just ends in the same way where they're going to die. Like there's going to be some sort of death in this death of a relationship or death of a person in some way. So it all these, these toxic relationships are all leading to the same point, no matter what, no to the black bear. Yeah. To the black bear. Yeah. All right. So what about, the thrill. The thrill. I thought the first part of this movie actually, like, the use of bass was intense. Oh my, it was loud. It, went, it, like, would hit you, like, out of yes. nowhere and then go away really fast. It too. would reverberate. Reverberate. Yes. In your fucking chest. Yeah. It, it got intense. me. Yeah. It got me. Every, Oof. every boom was like, oh my God. And even in the. The second part when they were having like the party in the house, it was just like constant. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Insane. They were not, you know, gentle with their edits. They wanted to get you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned in season one. Check it, out. Check it out. Pause right now. Go watch, watch all of it. <laughs> Go watch back. all of it. Binge the hell out of it. Welcome back. <laughs> um, I think the human mind is what's really scary. And that's what terrifies me. And that's why I like this subgenre of psychological thrillers is because when you are bending someone reality manipulating them gaslighting them keeping them in this fucking like bubble in a fog in a fog and you don't know what the hell is going on that is so dangerous Mm -hmm. and so cruel and yeah that's what creeps me out i don't know what to think 
you know? Yeah. That's exactly what I wrote down, too. That was the scariest part to me was the fact that people can use your fears and your insecurities against you for their own gain and sometimes just for a fucking movie. You know, like that was the thing that was just like, wait a second, like they're doing this. They're coming up with this fucking plan to like get her like on edge in reality just for a movie, for a shot. For a shot. For a shot. So I agree. That was like the scariest part was how humans can manipulate each other and um, what that can do to someone. How did that affect Aubrey Plaza in the end? How did that affect um, Blair in the end? Led to the Black Bear, I yeah. guess. They're all getting used. And the thing is like how I mentioned previously is that these girls were getting, you know, uh, you know, put against each other, mm-hmm. and he gets to fuck both. You know, like it really and doesn't bother to, him. He gets to film it too. He and gets to film it. Film. Yeah, and then he's getting all the like praise of like, oh wow, you're such a great filmmaker. You capture the emotion. Yeah, you're so great. And it's like, well, you weren't there to see all the manipulation that happened, mm-hmm. and. You know, like, no one could really be there for either of these ladies. They couldn't fully have their back, and they couldn't really fully, you know, also walk away from... I mean, they can. They're grown-ass people, and they They could have done something and not, you know, been afraid of their job, like, losing their job, but at the same time... Fuck. They're all... I'm just hired to hold the boom. Yeah. That's just my job. That's all I'm going to do. And that was through the whole thing, really. Like, even in the first part, we had to watch these this tension build between all these people to a head. So mm-hmm. it was just like, it was almost like unrelenting, like uncomfortableness and gaslighting and manipulation. It was, it was intense. It was. It was intense. I did not know what to think. Also... I don't know what to think. Well, let's get to the overall uh, ride then. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Which I'd say the ride of this movie was like wow. a fucking roller coaster. It keeps having or, you. Whoa, what the Just hell? keeps thinking. Yeah. It's a thinker. And I think that, yes, within the two parts, you have these like ups and downs going on between the characters. And then for them to like switch it, that big switch in the middle, mm-hmm. I think, is also just such a good job of keeping us on edge like you would in these kind of like toxic relationships. And it would like feel like it's up and down and changing day to day. And it was a smart move. There's sure. a there's a recent movie in which has the same exact switcheroo right in the middle. And that is Barbarian. This is true. Um, Sorry for the spoiler on that one, but you should watch that movie too. Yeah, yeah, watch it. Um, Hope we didn't spoil too much for you to not be able to enjoy it, but yeah. That one one caught me off guard. That one caught me off guard where I became pissed. I was pissed. (laughs) Because you're just left in this, like, again, void, and you're just like, what is going on? And then completely felt like a different movie and it's it it's something really stylistically right now i'm really liking it 
it changes the styles in which we are filming and how stories are being told, mm. especially these psychological films. I think it works best with psychological thrillers um, because then it really leaves you in this kind of confusion and this fog. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I find that to be absolutely fantastic. Whoa. Black Bear. Black Bear, dude. Wow. Black Bear. Cool. 2020. Let's get to the Smash Pumpkin ratings. Yeah. We went through our, our criteria. I mean, what do you think? Out of five Smash Pumpkins, what are you going to give Black Bear? I'm going to give it a five fat toe. Five fat Five fat Wow. Smash Pumpkin. Five schmackaroos. I, I'm, I'm probably going to keep thinking about this. I'm going to probably watch it again. And it's one truly one of those films where you're going to find things every time you fucking see this movie. And I mean it's it's a difficult one to swallow too. So don't know if I want to watch more than two times, but um like we mentioned, the cinematography, the styles of it change like the filmmaking of it changing the acting was phenomenal the script was phenomenal for it to be this complicated and make sense i hope we make sense i hope so and if we don't see the movie yeah just watch the movie i mean and you, it will make sense sorry not sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry go watch this movie Hashtag. Yeah. um but yes so five fat fat ones yeah and I think this is going to be the first double fiver of the season because it was pew, pew, pew. fucking good. It really was. Let's go. Really was. Completely, I mean, completely took me off guard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I did not, I didn't know what to come, did what to expect coming into this movie. I like Aubrey Plaza as an mm -hmm. actress. Besides that, didn't really know what to think. And good Lord, it really, really exceeded my expectations. Oh, yeah. Just as a film, you know, it's just like, yeah, it was tense and um, was a psychological thriller, but as a film, it was just so well done, well thought out. I definitely want to watch it again. I want to see those details. I want to see what else is read in there. And, and I, want to, I want to look at all those looks, you know? Those yeah. Looks, it can mean so many things. Yeah. So you can talk about each look for so long. It's just, it's a very rich film. Very rich, very deep movie. Okay, so you know what? I thought this movie was going to be about. What? I literally thought it was going to be about a writer who comes into this Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be like a slasher film. It was just going to be her kind of tormenting and playing until like she gets to kill them. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, it wasn't too far off, but it was... It wasn't this like epic, I, dramatic That ride. first part when... She was kind of like you could tell she was toying with them and like definitely trying to get them pitted against each other. Mm -hmm. I thought that's what I thought the movie was going to be. I thought, okay, now we're going on. When she was having sex with the husband that first time, I was thinking, okay, now she's going to go have sex with the wife. I was like, she's yeah. going to go, she's going to switch over there. She's going to uh, seduce her and then pit them against each other. And then, no. No, we just that from that moment it it completely switched and just became something that was 
not at all what I expected and very creative. And yeah, no, it, it really, I think did a great job of saying something and, and, and making a pretty movie and giving us a fun ride. Really, yeah. The whole time. It Holy was so, shit. It was fun. Yeah. It was a really fun movie. Black bear. Black motherfucker bear. Black bear. Go see it. Go see it. Every movie that we review, please go see, by the way. Yeah. That's a, that's why we're reviewing these movies. Exactly. And talking about them because we think you should go see horror movies mm-hmm. and just movies more. Just go see them. Go see movies. Yeah. Please. Oh, God. Wow. All right. Well, should we see what we we got for next week? <laughs> Ooh. Let's see yeah. what we got. Wow. Do you want to pick the first one? I pick it. Yeah. Go oh, deep boy. in there. I'm going to go deep. Go deep. <laughs> Going deep. Going deep, brother. All right. All right. All righty. Lord, what do we got? A married couple grieving the recent... Wait, hold on. Cut this. A married couple grieving the recent death of their young daughter at are in Venice when they encounter two elderly sisters, one of whom is psychic and brings a warning be- from beyond. Ooh, this sounds like a Dario Argento movie or something. No. Oh, okay. A married couple grieving the recent death of their young daughter are in Venice. In Venice. Interesting. What are we watching next week? We are watching Don't Look Now. Don't Look Now. A 1973 movie. Ooh, 70s. Don't Look Now. Those are always so much fun. They really are. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That's going to be... I'm glad we're 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 stepping back again. Yes, stepping back again. We're we're. I'm liking how the season's... nineties, twenty twenty, back to the seventies. Back to the seventies. Let's let's get our first seventies horror I'm going. Excited. Me too. Me too. Don't cool. look now. Okay. Awesome. All right. Let's get out of here. Huh? Let's get out of here. Uh you you can follow me on Instagram. Color me Leslie and me at beep beep Richard T. Beep, beep. You can find us at the Deadlights Pod. You definitely can. Also, check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we are recording this at. Here, right now. But until next time. Let's get spooky. Um. What did you say to her? I'm going to fuck you and fuck her.